Good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. And uh, I'm going to Genesis chapter 3 again. Genesis chapter 3. What we're going to do today, let's all stand. What we're going to do is I'm going to read the first verse, and then I'm going to have you read the next verse in unison. All right? Change it up a little bit. Why, why get in a routine? So let's all stand for the word of the Lord. Genesis 3, verse 1, I'll read the first one. You guys read the second, and I'll read the third. You read the fourth. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree, of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, But the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Amen. Amen. Part three, fig leaves don't last. You can be seated. Thank you. Man, you guys will have to work on that a little bit. Oh, fig leaves don't last. Somebody said, why do you call fig leaves don't last? Because, you know, the Bible says that one verse we just read, that said they, they sewed fig leaves together. They tried to cover themselves. They tried to use their own way and their own plan. And you know what? Our way and our plan is not what God intended. We have to follow what God's plan, plan is. Anybody ever work at McDonald's? Nobody ever worked at McDonald's? You worked at McDonald's. You had to wear those ugly brown clothes, didn't you? Did you have to wear their uniform? Why couldn't you just wear what they wanted you, what you wanted to wear? Because that was their rules. That was their plan. Amen? Yeah, so, you know, and I think we threw the slide up here. The scriptures were not given to us for our interpretation, for us to live by whatever we want. They were given to us that we should live by them, not us change them, right? So we are to follow what the Lord has called us to do, and Fig leaves don't last. And uh, Genesis 3, 3, but of the, the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And then we go to this. God implements the plan. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the plan of God. God always has a plan, okay? God is never taken by surprise. The Lord is never taken by surprise. Anybody ever been surprised in your life? None of you. One of you. Two of you. Let's try this one more time. You're hard. Anybody ever been surprised in your life? Thank you. Good Lord. Why are you just... Can't you just work with me? Can't you just work with me? Have you ever said that to your kids? Yeah. She left on me. Addie left. Well, I'm going to tell her. There'll be some point she'll say, can't you just work with me? Just let me get your socks on. Yes. I was brushing my teeth this morning, and Edison went into the walk-in closet. I'm brushing my teeth, and he walks out with a bottle of gun cleaner and lubricant. which I thought I had my glasses off because I'm brushing my teeth and I use one of those oral bees and you know so I don't want to splatter toothpaste all over my head and my glasses and I thought oh that's that's one of those that's a childproof cap and the next thing I know is he's going like this and that oil that lubricant is going all over the carpet I start yelling, Megan, help! 
and he had just been dressed for church but he was clean it's just on the floor amen just another reason to get rid of that nasty carpet there I go but I think we can clean it it'll be all right so God says I'm gonna have to put a plan in action and we know that God robed himself in flesh and dwelt among us we know that we know that the eternal spirit of God that hovered over Genesis Genesis 1 2 over the waters is the same spirit that hovered over Mary and was the father of the Son of God which is the body that this eternal spirit dwelt in are you with me so far y'all remember that just last week the Almighty God of the of the Old Testament arrived on earth in the body of Jesus Christ in Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 it says and the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife that was a lamb or an animal for a man then in Exodus 12 3 speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel saying in the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to their house of their fathers a lamb for a house so we went from a lamb for a man to a lamb for a house Exodus 30 10 and Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonements once in the year shall he make atonement upon it throughout your generations it is most holy unto the Lord so now the Lord is setting up a lamb for a nation amen and then finally in John chapter 1 verse 29 the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world so we have a progression from a lamb for a man to a lamb for a family or a house to a lamb for a nation to a lamb that's slain from the foundation of the world it is because of the sacrifice of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world that you and I walk free today we walk free we don't have to follow the law we don't have to follow all of the ordinances and the sacrifices and the oblations we don't have to follow all of the uh, wave offerings the heave offerings all of those things we don't have to do any of that and we walk free because we have no sin to carry in our lives because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin amen amen Luke 2 9 says this and lo the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid and the angel said unto them fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord so God's plan was he was coming down to touch us he was coming down to rescue us he was coming down to fix what sin had broken let me say this sin will only destroy our lives sin will do nothing but break our lives there is in the Bible it's in uh, uh, talks about Moses and it says that Moses chose rather to be with his people the Hebrews than to be in Egypt and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season now sin does have pleasure temporarily there is temporary pleasure in sin there is uh, you know if you partake of sin there's going to be a craving in your natural flesh your natural body and that is going to be satisfied by the pleasure of sin but eventually sin will lead you down a road of destruction it will lead us down a road of addiction it will lead us down a road of heartbreak it will lead us down the road of, of, um, of hopelessness you know uh, there was a man a preacher and this preacher was used in the gifts he's never been at this church before I actually was thinking about having him come that I had went he had was in a service in a town not too far from here and I went to the service that night 
And I was in the service, and I like going to church services where nobody knows anything about me. I like, you know, and, and I, if I tell you my tactic, it does work, but you, I shouldn't tell you this. Amy's shaking her head, no, don't, don't tell. Okay. So I won't tell you what it is, but I do know this. If you come in after the service starts and you leave before it's dismissed, you don't have to talk to very many people. Okay. I'm sorry. It doesn't help. No, it doesn't help. But that's what I did this night. I got there on purpose about 10 minutes late, and I walk in and I find a seat. And I already decide that before service is dismissed, I will leave. You know, I got to go to the bathroom. You know, I'm getting old. You got to go to the bathroom when you get old. And you don't have to go to the bathroom too much when you're young, just when you're old, it seems like. And so before I could get to the, my bladder to activate at the altar service, this guy calls me out. And he begins to say, he says, do you mind if I pray for you? And I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. And so I said, no, that's fine. I'm, I love prayer. And he started saying things that nobody else ever knew that I said. Because I only said them to one other being, and that was the Lord. He said, you have prayed, and in your prayer, you have said, Lord, I have done all of this for nothing. I have been faithful. I have done all of this, and now I stand here empty. And he just kept on going. And guess what? He was 100% right. Everything that he said I prayed, I prayed. I knew I prayed it because I did pray it. And then he started to prophesy. And he said, there's three people that have caused these situations. And he said, before it's all over with, these three, three people are going to come and apologize. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Whoa. I said all that to say this. Today, that preacher is backslid. Today, he doesn't even go to church. He left his wife. Divorced her. I don't know if he's with the same woman that he left for his wife or not, but I know this. I'm saying that to say this. Sin will lead you down a road that you do not expect it to lead you down. Sin will lead us in decisions. Bad decisions will lead us into places that we should not be. And then once the devil gets you in that spot, then he'll start speaking hopelessness to you. Then he'll start speaking that you're too far gone for the Lord to ever forgive you. You've done too much for the Lord to say, you know, come on back home. Let me say this right here and right now. Please remember this. You don't remember anything else about this fabulous message. Fig leaves don't last part three. You don't, that's right, Edison. If you don't believe anything else, let me tell you this. You never go too far in God. As long as you have breath in your body, there is still hope for you, brothers and sisters. There's still hope for us no matter how far we go. No matter how nasty we get, no matter how bad we feel, no matter how hopeless it is, there's still hope. Why? Because God put a plan together 2,000 years ago. He shed his blood. He gave his life. Why? That we could have redemption from sin. That we could live a regenerated life. Hallelujah. That we could live a life full of God and full of the Holy Ghost. That we could live a life of victory and not defeat. That we could live a life that even though things look bad and things look hopeless, we can still walk in victory. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I'm living a good life right now. Sure, Pastor, you're living a good life. You're getting older, wiser. Ginger even said I was getting wiser. She did, in a way. And, you know, uh, I just love the Lord more every day. I just love him more every day. And, and, and so this plan that God put in action involves all of us. We are all recipients of this plan. We are all recipient, recipients of the grace of God. 
that Savior that was born that day, that baby that was born that day, has completely revolutionized and changed our lives. Amen? It turned us inside out. You know, a lot of you never thought you'd be in a church like this. You never dreamed you'd be in a church sitting here like this with a bunch of people who have their hands raised. Amen? You didn't want to go to church because the only church you knew was dead church. The only church you knew, everybody died from the neck down. The only th church you ever knew was you heard the air conditioner handlers popping on and off in the summertime while the polar bear behind the, the pulpit was talking about, you know, serving in the community somehow, some way, let's go on our way, check that off, church, 45 minutes, and we're done for the week. No, this is not a, a, a two-hour uh, or a one-hour or a 45-minute appointment in a week's time, 168 hours, and we walk out the door and we go on and live our lives. Brother, I'm in relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm in love with Jesus Christ, and I believe that there's a lot of folks in this house today that you're in love with Jesus Christ, and Jesus is the best thing that's ever, ever happened to you. Hallelujah. If it wouldn't be for Jesus, where would we be right now? We'd be plum messed up. Whatever plum is, plum messed up. And so, Luke 3, 16, John answered and saying to them, I indeed baptized you with water, but one mightier than I comes, the latchet of shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. The thing that separates this church from the majority of churches in this town is the presence of the Holy Ghost. It's his presence. It's his presence. How many people come in here that have never been to a church like this and they say, oh, I felt something when I walked in that door. There's something in that church. I wanted to get intensified around here. I wanted to get crazier around here. I want them, when they drive on the parking, on the property, when they pull off of Jeanette Drive, I want them to feel something. First of all, when they're going down the interstate, I want something to tell them, you need to get off at this exit up here, and you need to turn left, and you need to go down past that exit again and turn left again, and the Lord lead them right to this place. I, I, I believe the Lord can do that, amen? And I'm not at all discouraged about what, what's going on right now because the Lord is getting the remnant ready. And there's people that are coming, so just get ready. Get, get ready, get ready. The Lord is getting ready to do something in this last day. He, he didn't put us in the last day to not show up, amen? He didn't put us, you know, at the end of all the seasons of sports, the championship, you got the World Series, you got the Stanley Cup, you got the Super Bowl. Do you think at the end of it, of the, of this the, the greatest of all Super Bowls, God is going to not show up and do something in the earth? God is getting ready to do something mighty. And fortunately, we're all part of it. Amen? Because John said that he's coming after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so I'm glad that the fire of God is in this house. I just hope and pray, and I desire that it gets hotter and hotter. And I pray that, you know, not only will they begin to drive off of Jeanette Drive and feel his presence as they walk, come down the driveway and as they walk on the property and in the door, but I'm praying that people that, that are having tumors in their body, that as soon as they walk in or come on the property, those tumors just shrivel up and disappear. Hallelujah. Cancer begins to disappear. Uh, hallelujah. I'm believing that God wants to make it this plan bigger than it's ever been before and brothers and sisters we're on the team we're part of this thing we're part of this fix leaves don't last we know what does last Christ in you the hope of glory that's what lasts hallelujah oh yeah Matthew 4 23 Jesus this is new living Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom and he healed everybody say he healed Every kind of disease and Ill, illness. News about him spread as far as Syria. And people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. We get a couple of notable miracles. And he ain't going to stop the crowd. You ain't going to stop the crowd. You get somebody that's sitting on the pew that nobody ever dreamed they'd be sitting on a pew and something going to happen. You're going to have to work, Johnny, and follow me. You got me? I'm on the camera. Don't be looking at me preaching. They hear a voice, but they don't see a body. Oh, 
Oh, no, don't move. I'm talking about you. How many people ever thought you'd be sitting in church? <laughs> Not too many. You didn't even think you'd be sitting in church. Well, <laughs> looky here. That's what my father was saying. Looky there. How about that? You know what? Because God's doing a work in people's lives, and everybody needs what the Lord has for them. They, everybody needs the Holy Ghost in their life. Everybody needs the fire of God in their life. When John the Baptist said he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, you know, fire does several different things. Number one, fire burns up all impurities. Fire burns up everything that will not last the heat and take the heat. You know what I'm saying? You want to get clean out your garage. What do you do, Brother Stoney? You throw all the junk out there and just set it on fire. Amen. Whatever, whatever doesn't burn, you throw in the trash. But whatever has been good and worth, worth something, it fire purifies it. And it makes it what it needs to be. Amen. So what he's saying is, he said, the fire of God's going to come into men's lives. And that fire is going to purify men's lives. And it's going to burn out all of the junk and all the corruption in men's lives. And it's going to take care of lots of things that the devil has tried to put in people's lives. And you, because you know what? The devil is, the devil is a very, very strong and formidable foe. But just remember this, the devil is in the angelic class. He was created. He was created by our boss. He was created by our daddy. He was created by the one who saved us. That's why John could write, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because John knew what in the world was going on, and he knew that God was greater than anything the devil can throw against you. So I want you to have some hope today. I want you to have some courage today that God wants to do some things in your life. Amen? Humanity is stuck in diseases. Stuck in diseases. We are we in bodies that fall apart. We're in bodies that break down. We're in bodies, you know, we're in, we're in human bodies. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, verses 16 through 18, New Living Translation. Before I took my first breath, every day that I lived was recorded. You, you put me, in, you formed me in the secret places, in the secret parts. You see, what's talking to you right now is not my human body is, is holding it, but it's the scroll. I'm the scroll from the other side. We're the scroll from the other side. We're the books. And God has, writing, has written in our books all his plans for us. God knows what his plan is for you. Before you took one breath on this earth, God already had a plan for you. But humanity is stuck in diseases, Matthew 8, 2, and 3. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Then Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately, everybody say immediately. Immediately, his leprosy was cleansed. You see, there's no disease, there's no power, there's nothing in this world that can stop the hand of God when God is operating in our lives. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell, tell him, he's operating and he's working in me. Come on, he's operating and he's working in me. Humanity is stuck in sin, John 8, 4 and 5. Teacher, they came to Jesus. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? Let me tell you something. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us have made mistakes. All of us, sin is sin. You cannot totem pole sin. Okay? A little white lie is a sin just like fornication is. Oh, boy. Ginger listed 28 slides. 28, 28 uh, strongholds on one slide. And she says, I don't have time. I said, no, that's six months of teaching right there. You know what? The devil is trying to get us addicted to sin. And it's very easy to get addicted to sin. But it's hard to break an addiction. You know those cheese balls at Walmart? You can buy like a five-gallon bucket of them. They're amazing, yeah, because they're sprayed with cocaine. Cocaine and nicotine and heroin. How do you know that, Pastor? I'm telling you, can, can you just eat one? You got to walk away. That's an, that's an addiction. 
I haven't told Danny this yet. Marcus has been off work. He's been trying to help me eat better. So I had a craving for Thai food. So he's talking to me about what I should order. And the reason that I'm larger than I normally am is because of Brandon and Danny, two of the skinniest guys in church. That's not right. It's like a conspiracy. Because while Marcus is telling me what I should be eating, I pull up on, on the Internet healthy Thai dishes. So it listed 15 healthy Thai dishes. Then it listed 15, Brother Gary, of the not-so-healthy ones. One of them is red curry chicken because it has coconut milk. Danny got me hooked on that. The other one is Thai tea. Brandon got me hooked on that. In, in one serving of Thai tea is half your sugar for the day. For the day, one serving. Sometimes I get one to go also. So I determined, I told Amy when I went home, I said, the reason I'm like this is because of Brandon and Danny. They've got me on these and I, and I can't shake them. They're not here. That's why I'm doing this now. That's why, that's why I'm doing this now. This woman was caught in the act of adultery. That would have been embarrassing. Not only was she committing adultery, we caught her right in the midst of it. What are you going to do to her, teacher? He came to break the chains of sin. He came to break the curse of sin in our lives. We all know the story that he went down into the sand and he began to write. Nobody knows what he wrote there, but he walked. He stands up and he says, He that is without sin cast the first stone. And he bent that back down and kept on writing again. And when he looks back up and stands up, there's nobody left there except the woman. And he introduces something that man Israel had never heard of. And he said, woman, where are thine accusers? And she said, I have none. And he said, well, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What was he trying to do? He's trying to break sin in our lives. He breaks diseases in our lives. This plan breaks sin in our lives. I mean, how many of us were good sinners? This is not a trick question. You're a good sinner. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to, we were watching basketball last night, and Marcus says, you know, if you're going to get called for a foul, get a good foul. Uh, hit them hard. Slap them. Get them. If you're going to be a sinner, be a good sinner. Sin hard. But I'll tell you something. His grace can reach to the hardest sinner. His touch can reach to the one that thinks they're the furthest away and they don't have a chance in the world of ever getting any redemption. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? He came to beat diseases. He came to whip sin. Hallelujah. How about oppression? Acts chapter 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Let me tell you something. When Jesus is in your midst, anything can happen. That's why we have church services where we want the Lord in here. We want his power in here. We want his presence in here. We want his glory to touch people, amen, because if he can touch somebody, they'll never be the same again. Humanity was stuck in death, Ezekiel 18, 20. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. Listen, fig leaves don't last, but God's plan does. God's plan lasts. Oh, I can't wait till this place is hopping and popping more and more with the power of God. Right before they started playing Rattle today, I thought, you know, Rattle would be nice. Here it came. You see, the devil doesn't want you believing God has good things for you. The devil's trying to lie to you. Every time he's moving his lips, he's lying to you. 
He wants you to think that God's not going to forgive you. He wants you to think that you don't have a chance in hell. There you go. You don't have a chance in hell of being a victorious. You got all the chances in the world to be a victorious, brother. You got all the chances in the world to be a preacher. God wants to use anybody. He'll take you from the deepest, darkest pit. He'll take you from the worst situation. He'll clean you up. He'll make you look good. He'll make you look powerful. He'll put power in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I said he'll put power in your life. What does God's plan entail? This is the mission statement of God's plan. To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does God want to do? He wants to live inside of each and every one of us. He wants to be there when I wake up in the morning. He wants to be there when I go to bed at night. He wants to be there when I bow my head to thank him for that red curry chicken and that Thai tea. And I pray, God, just let me live a little longer. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, Jesus said, it is expedient that I go away. John 16, 7, For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Guess what he's saying? I'm here talking to you, and I've got to go, because if I go, don't go, I can't come back in, in the form of living inside of you. I have got to be inside of you, the hope of glory. John 14, 15, He said, If you love me, obey my commandments. That's a, that's a sermon in itself. If you love the Lord, do what he tells you. If you love the Lord, do what the word says. Well, I don't know about all the word. I've got to find out and prove it to myself. What, are you ignorant? He gave you the word. And then Paul said he's given us many teachers. He's given us five-fold ministry. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. What for? For the perfecting of the saints. That means that you're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. That perfect means complete. The teaching in the fivefold ministry wants to make us complete. That's what the purpose is. He said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because the world isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Let me tell you something. Don't waste your time on people that aren't hungry for the Lord. I'm going to say it slower. I helped you last night with your dog, didn't I? You were telling him in English to come and touch you, and he didn't do it. I said, he's poodle, he's French. Speak French. Well, we tried Spanish. That didn't work. So then we tried French. Fouché. Fouché. Oh, Sherlock. Fouché. And he came and touched me. He did. The world... You know what? Jesus said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. You're only going to be filled according to your hunger. If you're not real hungry, you don't eat very much, do you? Unless you're me. I say, I'm not real hungry, and I eat all of it. Your appetite determines your intake. People, all the people in the world don't want to live for the Lord. They're not looking for the Holy Ghost. They're not looking for Christ in you. They're looking for worldly things. They're looking for entertainment. They're looking for amusement. They're looking for greed and self-gain and all this stuff. But he says, that because it isn't looking for him, but you know him because he lives with you now. Who was this? This is Jesus. Jesus said he lives with you now and later will be where? In you. What are you saying there? And remember, the son, the body, had to die on the cross. The spirit went back into, into heaven. And now when the, when the spirit is back in heaven, we're going to find out that it's going to come back into man and dwell there. It's going to dwell forever there. Oh, okay. He said, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And being assembled together, Acts chapter 1, 4, and 5, together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. How about that? 
Jesus saying, you're fixing to get the Holy Ghost. You go back to Jerusalem and you wait. You do what I tell you. Go back to Jerusalem and wait. Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive what? Power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Yes, the Jews. What happened to the Jews? Acts 2, 1, they of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Yes, talking about God's plan. Fig leaves don't last. Fig leaves aren't going to work. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them, and they were all filled. Everybody say filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. All right, that's the Jews. What about the Samaritans? Acts chapter 8, 14. I'm getting ready to close. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Now there was an evangelist that had went down there and stirred things up by the name of Philip. Philip the evangelist. Okay? They had been baptized, but they hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. Do you know why? Because Philip didn't have the keys to the closet that the Holy Ghost was in. There was a guy named Peter that got him in Matthew chapter 18 or 16 when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom. Peter, he was sanguine, but he got the keys. He opened the door for all of them. Mm -hmm. Peter had a lot of faults. But God still used him. Oh, oh. anybody have, have any faults? All right, four of you. Great. The rest of us have problems. Because we can't tell the truth, because all of us have faults. We all have faults. And the devil says, the devil, God can't use you because you're, you're, you're this. God can't use you because you're too insecure. God can't use you because you're not uh, very well educated. God can't use you because you can't read very well. God can't use you because you didn't come from the right family. God can't use you because you have sin in your life that, that, that you know, you would be, anybody knows about it, they'd be embarrassed to even know. God is not going to use something that's going to embarrass him. God's not, you see, the devil's just full of lies. He's just full of lies. I'm here to tell you today that God will use anybody that makes themselves available to him. God will use anybody that says, Lord, here I am, use me. God will use anybody like that. And so here we go, and they were at Jerusalem. They heard that Samaria had received the word of God, and they sent to them Peter and John, who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. The Samaritans, how about that? The Gentiles, Acts chapter 10, 44. I'm closing. You guys better get ready. Mom's got the songs. All right, working out. Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, those who are of the circumcision, who are they? They're the Jews. Jews coming with Peter. They're going to Cornelius' house, who is a Gentile. Jews and Gentiles don't mix, all right? Because to the Jews, the Gentiles are dogs. Wasn't that nice? Isn't that nice of them? Guess what we are? We're Gentiles. The Jews didn't like us. But they were amazed when the Holy Ghost fell on them. They were amazed when the Holy Ghost fell on them and, and, the, and, and they're like, man, can you believe that the Lord gave these Gentile dogs the Holy Ghost? Can you believe that these Gentiles have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? For what? Verse 46, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid why they should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? What's going on? God's plan is being implemented. It's being instrumented. It's being put in the lives of men. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Remember, that's what it said. Paul said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. John said, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Existing believers going deeper in God. 
You ever meet somebody that's a believer? And you say, have you ever seen the Holy Ghost? They say, what? Some of them say, yeah, I received the Holy Ghost when I was baptized in water. No, that didn't work. That goes against the Scripture. Did you ever get somebody cornered in the Scriptures and make them mad? And then they say, it doesn't even matter what the Scriptures say. Have you ever talked to somebody like that? I've had them say, it don't matter what the Scriptures say. I know I'm saved. This is how I got it. Hello. That's very dangerous. Dangerous ground there. You cannot get the Holy Ghost and get baptized, and that's one step. John chapter 3. Marvel not that I say to thee, you must be born again. 3 5. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. Two different things. These believers we're going to look at in Acts chapter 19. Came to pass it while Apollos was at Corinth. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? There are going to be people that are believers. There are going to be people that are walking with the Lord in a wonderful relationship but have never experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But they're still believers. That's what Paul called them. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we don't even... He said to them, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? He said, then how were you baptized? They said, under John's baptism. Then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people, they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about God's plan. Not fig leaves. Not man's way. You gotta stay in the book. You gotta stay in the book. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what all the authors in the world have written. Stay in the book. The one book. The Bible. Amen. Doesn't matter what they all say on YouTube. Gotta stay in the Bible. Stay in the word. Well, Pastor, how do you know the Word is true? Everything that the Word says, I've experienced. I experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost coming into my life, and I spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. I had never spoken in tongues before. I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't thinking about it. All I knew was that I needed God. June the 16th, 1981. Were you born then? Oh, you are up there with us, aren't you? How old were you in 81? Woo, six, okay. You were born in 75. Yes, sir. June 16th, 1981. I, the preacher was preaching, and then I came to one conclusion. He, I told you this before. He named five things. And he said if everything he named, when he named them, Sister Pat, I was doing 60% of them. He named this one, you're going to die and go to hell. One of the things he, one of the things that Marcus said, what, what did he preach about? I said, he said, if you're listening to rock music, you're going to die and go to hell. If you're out drinking and carry on, you're going to die and go to hell. If you're chasing women and not serving the Lord, you're going to die and go to hell. I don't even remember what the last two were. All I concluded was I was fixing to die and go to hell. I was 15 and I knew that I was in trouble. And that night, I hit, the, I hit the knees on that concrete floor in that open tabernacle. And lo and behold, it took, a long, it took a while for me to get it, but I got it. I got it. And you know what? I got it then, and it's got a hold of me now. Amen? Because once he comes into your life, he's never leaving. People say, well, you can lose the Holy Ghost when you backslide. No, 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 no. You talk to backsliders because they'll tell you, you know what? Every morning I wake up, I hear him talking to me. People that are backslid and not living for the Lord, the Lord is still talking to them. Don't give up praying for backsliders. Don't give up praying for people who used to sit on these benches and pews with us and aren't with us anymore. You don't know the stress they're going through. You don't know the anxiety they're going through. Why? Because God is working in their lives. 
because God is an all-sufficient God and he wrote the book and he made the plan and he's going to take care of everything. Amen? Somebody give the Lord some praise right now. Would you do it if you got a little bit of praise? Acts 19, 6, and when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing better in the world than speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is fun. People say, how do you even know what you're saying? Don't matter. I'm praying to God. It's perfect prayer. Jesus said this. Matthew 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. You know that there are churches that don't even baptize anymore? You know, let, me, let me go even further. There are, there are Pentecostal churches that used to baptize in water. They don't even baptize anymore. I can name a denomination that everybody's heard of, a big denomination. One of their churches is in town here. And you can get baptized if you want, but if you don't want to get baptized, you don't have to. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. I think I want to be baptized because the Lord got baptized. If the Lord needed to get baptized, I probably think I'd need to get baptized, don't you? Are we any better than the Lord? I highly doubt it. Verse 17, Mark 16, 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. One of the signs of a believer is they're going to speak with new tongues. Now, Paul had in, encountered these Ephesian elders, and these Ephesian elders... These Ephesian elders had never received the Holy Ghost. And so they were believers, but yet they hadn't received yet. So what's Jesus saying here? When he's talking about those that have come into believing in the Lord and being a believer to the point that, you know what? The Holy Ghost is for every believer. Amen. The Holy Ghost is for every believer. The word tongues appears 27 times in the New Testament. 27 times. The very first person to mention tongues in the New Testament was Jesus himself. How about that? How about that? Jesus himself was the first to mention tongues. Let's all stand. Acts chapter 1 for John. This is Jesus saying here, Truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. God's plan his fig leaves don't work. Fig leaves don't last. Amen. Fig leaves don't last, but God's plan does. What is God's plan? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. That's the power of God. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's all gather in. Come on. Everybody, everybody come on up here. Guess what? Fig leaves don't work. God's going to work in your life. God hasn't given you the Holy Ghost by mistake. God hasn't given you the Holy Ghost that says, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do this Holy Ghost thing. No, God's giving you the Holy Ghost for power. He's giving you the Holy Ghost for a witness. He's giving you the Holy Ghost to move in your life in a powerful way, to be a witness, to be an overcomer, to overcome sin, to overcome disease. Amen. Let's sing this.
You've got the Holy Ghost to break through in sin and sickness and disease. You've got resident resurrection power inside of you because of the Holy Ghost. Romans says, if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. Amen? Big things don't last. God's plan does. Your brothers and sisters, you're living. We're living and walking in God's plan, in God's purpose. Don't let the devil trick you. Don't let the devil pull you aside. Keep renewing that Holy Ghost every day. Did you read the scripture today? It said in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The renewing of your mind. That's what it says in the King James. In the New Living, it says, change your way of thinking. All right? Change your way of thinking. God's got power for you. God's got victory for you. You're walking around as a vessel of God in this community. Wherever you go, you're walking around as a vessel and representative and ambassador for him. Amen. Let's pray one more time. Then we're going to sing it and we're dismissed. Lord, in the name of Jesus... Let your power go with us, Lord. Let your grace and mercy go with us in a mighty way. Lord, use us mightily in this community. Open up key doors. Open up effective doors. Open up doors, God, that we never dreamed of with people, key people. God, give us key people, influential people. Lord, we're not just talking of influential people of business or money, but, Lord, influential people in the kingdom of people. Influential people, Lord, that can touch hundreds of lives, that can minister to hundreds of lives, that can speak life into hundreds of lives that are full of hopelessness and death right now. Lord, let your anointing go with us and be with us right now in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. Amen. All right, let's sing it. You're dismissed.